it's not a battle of ideas anymore. It's a battle on who has the most resources and who can collect the most ballots. That's the party that's going to win. That's the politician that's going to win. It has nothing to do with ideas anymore. You can have the best ideas. You could have the most popular ideas. But if your opponent has more resources, more funding from a corporation or a PAC or something like that, and can send out their people to go collect their ballots, that person is going to win the election. Hello, and welcome to episode 8 of A Plea to Humanity, a podcast dedicated to transferring power back to the people. My name is Corbin Sable, and in this episode, I'm going to cover a lot from the Ohio trade wreck to corruption in the California legislature to uh, a plea to abolish Social Security and much more. But before we begin, if you like this message in this episode, please give this video a like and subscribe to this channel. Let's get right into it. Before I really cover anything that I want to cover, I want to show you something very, very important. This is a 90-second clip from comedian Jimmy, Do Jimmy Dore on the TimCast IRL podcast. What I'm about to show you is a message that I want every single American, not just every single American, but every single person in the world to hear. And I believe if we can get this message out to more people, then we can save the country. We can save the world because it is so important. What you're about to hear is exactly the message that I'm trying to deliver. The first bit, he's ragging on the Democratic Party a lot, which I agree with. That's not necessarily my message. But the second half of his message is what's more important. And I want you to watch this. And I want to encourage you to share it as well, because it's very important. So let's just go ahead and watch this right now. Now, to be a Democrat and a Democratic voter, it's a cult thinking like right now. Yeah. Um, now, I... I, I I criticize the Democrats because I was a Democrat my whole life up until 2016 when they cheated Bernie in the primary and then Bernie didn't make him pay a price for it. And not, not only that, he didn't make him reform, right? They still have super delegates. They still take corporate money. They still do all that stuff that screwed him and he'll never use his leverage. to. So I stopped being a Democrat. And so it's very cult-like thinking. People are afraid to push back and have a different thought. And if you do, it's like, you're oh, you're one of them. So everything, you're either with us or against us is very tribal thinking. And it leads to the country we have where half the country can't afford a $500 emergency and people are living under every bridge. And we still are told to hate our neighbor. Mm -hmm. We're told that our neighbor is the cause of our problem. Even though the establishment did a controlled demolition of our economy, which crushed everybody except for a handful of millionaires, and they want me to be angry because of the pain I'm feeling, I'm going to be angry at my neighbor because he wouldn't take a vaccine that didn't work the way they said it did in the first place and so i'm not going to blame my neighbor for that what i'm going to do is love my neighbor and i'm going to find common ground with my neighbor because we have it and that's what scares the hell out of the oligarchy is that if we don't come if we come together and realize we have a common enemy what's like what we're going to do on sunday at this anti-war rally people of all political stripes are coming together to oppose the military industrial complex which has been fleecing this country for at least the last 30 years what wasn't that absolutely amazing? That was a plea for us to get our stuff together, for us to focus on the very, very few people that are destroying everything, that are wrecking our economy, that are taking our power. We, we the people, we're going to disagree on a lot. Again, we are going to disagree and that is okay, but that shouldn't divide us into these camps. That shouldn't divide us into these right versus left camps. These ideological camps are there by design. Make no mistake of that. They're there by design to pit the people against each other so the few evil people in power can continue to have us arguing. 
So we will never take our power back. We will never take our power back. We will never end the corruption if we are continuing to argue and, and stay divided. I want the pro-lifers and the pro-choices to come and have healthy disagreements but still consider themselves on the same side, the side of the people, so then we can focus our sights and our frustrations on the few that have taken our power, that are doing so much damage to not only this country, but all countries throughout the world. Make no mistake, there are a few people, and we don't need them. We do not need them. And once we can deliver that message, what you just heard Jimmy Dore say, once we can deliver that message to the masses, to everybody, we can, we can, we can take our power back. We can do it. It's that simple. So I'm gonna, we're gonna shift gears here to what's going on in uh, Ukraine and Ohio. Well, obviously, we should all know what's going on in Ukraine. The U.S. is uh, sending what close to a hundred billion dollars. But take a look at this. These two images. New Ukraine package takes U.S. war zone aid to a hundred billion dollars. Right. And on the right here, you can say Biden admin turns down Ohio's request for disaster assistance after toxic derailment. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Not crazy, but just sad. Very, very sad. It just kind of screams not just corruption, but just, I want to say, is that treasonous? Is it? It might be. The American government is, now I get it, I'm, they turn, their, tur turn around, FEMA is now, we're going to get into that. But at first glance, when the, when the disaster, the train wreck in Ohio that happened not too long ago, that... By the way, if you didn't hear about this, just go do a search on Ohio train wreck and in East Palestine. It's a huge disaster. They're calling it a, basically a Chernobyl, basically a train derailed, and then an explosion happened. I don't know if that was on purpose or not, and now the water is contaminated, uh, animals are dying, fish are dying, the air is polluted. It's just absolutely tragic. So FEMA at originally turned down Ohio's request for disaster assistance, which is now changed, but originally turned down requests. We're, we're, we're happy to send over close to, close to, if not over, $100 billion to Ukraine, but our own citizens? No, no, we don't need to worry about that. So, as I mentioned, they have the, hence turned down, or turned around, and they are now providing assistance, thankfully, at, after a lot of uh, public pressure and outrage. But take a look at this uh, video from Senator Vance in East Palestine and High On. See exactly what's going on. Here is uh, where a train carrying toxic chemicals derailed. Take a look at this video right here. Hey guys, so I'm here at Leslie Run and there are dead worms and dead fish all throughout this water. So, something I just discovered is that if you scrape the creek bed, it's like chemical is coming out of the ground. Can, can, you, show, can you come here? And, and let me just show this to people. I don't know if you're going to see this on the camera, but watch this. Just see that chemical pop out of the creek. This is disgusting. And the fact that we have not cleaned up the, the, the train crash, the fact that these chemicals are still seeping in the ground is an insult to the people who live in East Palestine. Do not forget these people. We've got to keep applying pressure. That's how we're going to fix this problem. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that is not good. That is not good at all. Um, that's a, that's, it's extremely tragic what's happening. And um, we have a government that's turned its back on its very own citizens, unfortunately. That's exactly where we're at today. We have a, I'll say it again. We have a government that's turned its back on its very own citizens. Kind of like what Jimmy Dore said. We are sending close to $100 billion to Ukraine to fight their war. Yet, how many Americans can't afford a $400 emergency? How many Americans are sleeping on the streets? We have a government that has turned its back on the American people. 
And every single one of these people need to be voted out and uprooted. Every single one of these people. And that's what we need to focus on. The left and the right need to come together and focus on things like that. That there is so much corruption. We're going to get into the corruption a little bit when I talk about Medicare for all. But the corruption that affects all Americans, regardless of who we vote for, regardless if we're Democratic or Republicans, it affects us all. And there's people at the top on both political parties, the Republican side of the Democratic Party, that is doing nothing, absolutely nothing about this. It's called the Uniparty. They're on the same side behind closed doors. They're not on the side of the people. Take a look at what Mayor Pete, or Secretary of uh, Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, also known as Mayor Pete, that's his nickname, or I don't know if he calls himself Mayor Pete, but take a look at his response and why FEMA didn't originally provide aid or want to provide aid to East Palestine disaster. Watch this. Right. Uh, meanwhile, other news. President Biden's EPA administrator finally has visited East Palestine two weeks after the toxic train derailment that sent that black stuff flying. But Transporta Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg is not going and said this. A uh, horrible situation has gotten a particularly high amount of attention. There are roughly 1,000 cases a year of a train derailing. Now I feel better while well, I can't drink my water or take a shower. Our next guest lived just a few miles from the... Oh, it's, it happens all the time, guys. Essentially, Chernobyl happens all the time, right? Trains derail all the time, so FEMA need not worry about... Yes, a train technically derailed in Ohio, in East Palestine. And yes, technically, I suppose he's right. Trains derail all the time, which kind of begs the question, why are we sending $100 billion to Ukraine when our trains here in the homeland are derailing all the time? Hello? So I guess he's right that sure, trains derail all the time, but <laughs> explosions like that don't happen all the time that cause the air to be polluted, that cause the water to be polluted, that cause animals and fish to be dying. That doesn't happen all the time. That doesn't happen a thousand times a year. What FEMA should have done is immediately respond to this disaster. They should have been there within the hour, within a couple of hours, providing assistance and trying to figure out what was going on. But no. We send all of our money to Ukraine, we send all of our money to foreign countries, and we get no assistance from the federal government. I will, that, it might be treasonous to the American people. It might very well be. It might fit the definition of treason. And we've got a big problem. If, if that is a correct statement, and that fits the definition of treason, then we got a bigger, bigger problem on our hands than we can ever imagine. Bigger than anything you can deal with. So we're going to shift gears here to what's going on in some corruption in California. So... Here in California, if you don't know, the uh, Democrats are not only in the majority, but the super majority. The Republicans, they're op the opposition party, essentially doesn't have a voice here in California. So anything bad that's happening here in the state of California is a result of the Democrats. I would say, I want to say close to three decades they've had a majority, and then around, I don't know, a decade or so they've had a super majority. So whatever they say goes. Whatever the Democratic Party here in the state of California says goes, their voice is not challenged, and we look at everything that's happening, from the rate, the high gas prices to the homelessness, homelessness on the streets to the, what is it, 500,000 net loss people in California, is, uh, it, it's all a fault of the Democrats. And you can't blame it on the Republicans, the California GOP, because they, they're, they're such a small minority in the legislative between the state senate and the state assembly such a small minority such a small minority so take a look at this we have assembly member bonta 
is going to, sorry, let me backtrack. We have um, Attorney General Bonta is the Attorney General of the state of California. His wife is also an assembly member of the state of leg in the state legislature, and she is apparently going to provide oversight to what one of his committees, I believe. Um, take a look at this. Take a look at this video of Mia Bonta and how she responds to if it's ethical or not, if it's okay. Take a look at this. As legislators, we have an obligation to ensure that the people of California have absolute confidence in the legislative and budget process. We have spoken with the Assembly Ethics attorneys who agreed there is no violation of the ethical rules in my holding this position. My district is amongst the highest impacted by gun violence and the carceral system, and the speaker appointed me knowing that I would be a voice for the victims and communities affected by issues of public safety. Okay, she goes on and on and provides her more uh, more uh, scripted response, and then uh, she continues to walk to the elevator, and uh, the reporter, Ashley Zavala, continues to press her and ask her questions. But one of the first things she said, the experts, the experts have told us this is ethical. Are you kidding me? You're married to the guy, and you're going to provide oversight? That ain't ethical. That's unethical. That's like what, that's like... You go into an ethics course, that's probably one of the first things they're going to tell you that's unethical. But the don't worry. The experts have told us it's ethical. So you little uh, voters out there, pay no attention. It's okay. It's, oh, it's okay. Hush, little baby. It's okay. We're the government and we know what's best. It's okay. It's okay. No, it's not ethical. It is wrong what she's doing. And God bless people like Ashley Zavala for asking those questions and exposing this corruption. And what's even worse is you have Gavin Newsom's response when asked the same, when asked what's going on. Watch this. Governor, the budget is obviously a paramount process for you and the legislature. And I just want to ask you about something on the other end of the budget on a different topic on public safety. Um, do you think it looks good to the taxpayer for an assembly member who is also the wife of the attorney general to lead a committee that oversees his budget and other departments. I literally don't know what you're referring to. Assemblymember Mia Bonta is set to lead the Budget Sub-5 Committee on Public Safety. Uh, I mean, the Attorney General oversees ethics in the state, distributes ethics training to state officials. I'm just telling you, I uh, thank you for informing me. Uh, the legislature makes their determination. I have no idea. You don't, you don't, is it ethical or, or, I or not? I don't know what you're referring to on here for the first time. Wow. Wow, absolutely wow. Unreal. Did you notice his body language? Kind of like how he's swaying back and forth and being dismissive. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know about that. I didn't know about that. Thanks for bringing that to my attention. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's the, you, you, I would bet you a million dollars that I don't have that if it was the Republicans doing that, he would be all over Twitter and saying, and being all outraged. Guarantee you, guarantee you 100%. Gavin Newsom is, this is, this is a tough sell to the Democrats in California because they look up to this guy for some reason, but he's a slimeball. I mean, just, he's a slimeball. He's a, they're all corrupt. Every single one of them. And yes, there's corruption on the Republican Party. Remember in my last podcast, here's transfer to the people, power to the people on this side. Here's the Democratic Party, especially here in the state of California. Right here is the Republican Party. It's just one small step in the right direction, okay? Just one small step. If Republicans ran this country, It'd be one small step better than if Democrats ran this country. I wouldn't be happy. I mean, because we got a lot of work to do to transfer power back to the people, but it's just a little bit better. And that's 
a one way to put it. There, it's so corrupt here in the state of California, ran by the Democrats. So so it's it's so unfortunate what they're doing to the state, what they have done to the state, what they're continuing to do to the state. So many people are fleeing California because of their policies, because of their failed policies. It is very very unfortunate. Oh, thank you for bringing this to my attention. Shut up, Gavin Newsom. You can you know that if it was it was the Republicans doing this, he would have said otherwise. His voice, his tone would have been completely different, and that's party politics. We need to put people into office. So here's the issue. We vote based off of ideological preferences. Oh, that person uh, holds my view on abortion or gun rights or gun control or whatever. But we care, we pay no attention to the integrity of these people, to the honor of these people, to, what, to the values that these people have, right? We need people who will call out the corruption on both sides, right? But we don't care about that as voters. We only care about if they're going to, if they agree with me on abortion or gun rights, gun control or vaccines or whatever. And meanwhile, we're putting people into office that have no integrity, that have no honor, that have no morals. And that's the problem. I would rather vote for somebody that has morals, has honor, has integrity, and disagrees with me on every single political issue. I would be, I would very much vote for that person as opposed to somebody who has no honor, morals, and integrity, and agrees with me on every single position. You see what I'm saying? That's what we need to prioritize. We need to put people into office who have the honor, who have the morals, and the integrity over people who agree with us politically. And if we can do that, we are one step closer to transferring power back to the people. But there's so many people in office that don't have honor, that don't have morals, and don't have integrity. Shifting gears here, we got a tweet from Adam Schiff. Uh, Representative Adam Schiff, a conservative city council has banned the LGBTQ plus flag from government property in Huntington Beach. Another attempt to marginal, I think he meant marginalize, LGBTQ plus individuals. But hate cannot be allowed to win. Not in California, not anywhere. Wow. So it is hateful to not fly the LGBTQ plus individuals. I don't have it pulled up, but a local city councilwoman... Uh, Laura Lothian of La Mesa says it perfectly. The only flags that should fly in government buildings are the people that they represent. So here in, or I don't, I don't live in La Mesa. La Mesa is next to me. But she said in La Mesa, the only flags that should fly at the city council are the, uh, the American flag, uh, the California flag, and the La Mesa flag. Because those three flags represent all people going down to La Mesa. And the most inclusive, the American flag, the red, white, and blue, is the most inclusive flag, you might not know this, is the most inclusive flag in this country. It represents all people of this country, regardless of your skin color, regardless of your political ideologies, regardless of your sexual identity, regardless of your male, female. It doesn't matter who you are. If you are an American citizen, you are represented under the red, white, and blue flag. The most inclusive flag of them all. And I will say that the LGBTQ flag is uninclusive to all Americans. It's not. It, all, it doesn't represent all Americans. It represents a very, very small minority. So why would you fly the LGBTQ plus flag over a government building unless you're pandering to a certain base? So it's not, not flying that flag is not coming from a place of hate. It's just saying like, hey, we want to be inclusive. The Democrats are talking about inclusivity, right? But apparently they want to exclude the majority of the population the heterosexuals out there, which is which is the majority of the population, by flying the LGBTQ plus flag. And and this person is just so ugly. Adam Schiff is just such an ugly person. He's got an ugly soul. 
probably, unfortunately. He just lies. He's the guy that peddled all these, oh, I've got evidence of Russian collusion during the Trump administration. I've got the evidence. I've got the evidence. I've got the evidence. But he was lying every single time. Can you believe that? And people still vote for him because they are not aware of this. So it is not coming from a place of hate. I condemn that to not want to fly the LGBTQ plus flag. It's just saying that I want to be inclusive to all Americans. So therefore, in La Mesa, it should be the American flag, the California flag, and the La Mesa flag. That's it. That's it. No LGBTQ plus flag. No whatever straight pride flag. And by the way, that's the worst response ever to anything like that. Um, oh, you want to fly your LGBTQ plus flag? Oh, where's my straight pride flag? That's the worst response I could ever think of. That's just another divisive talking point and just adds fuel to the fire. And instead, just say, hey, let's just keep it inclusive. Let's just keep it inclusive. The American flag, the California flag, and the La Mesa City Council flag. So everyone is represent represented equally, right? It's not hard. And it's not coming from a place of hate. Adam Schiff, you are a disgusting human being. Let's shift gears here. Um... Senator Josh Hawley, a populist, according to Hannah Cox in quotes, a Missouri Republican is introducing legislation that would insert the federal government into your parenting decisions. Uh, I think the bill essentially would uh, uh, ban uh, anywhere 16-year-olds and under from going on social media. And I disagree with that. This is a perfect exa example of something that's coming from a Republican a Republican Party that I disagree with. I rag on the Democrats a lot, but here we go. To have the power, I reply means you are making the decisions, not the government. So if we are going to transfer power back to the people, then the people need to make the decisions. The parents need to make the decision on if their kid can go on social media or not, not the government. I get what Senator Hawley is saying is that okay, social media really is, is not a good place for any teenager or young adult to be at, right? It's not, it's not good. It corrupts your mind. It influences you wrong. It's just not a good place to be at. So I agree with the premise of what Hawley is saying, but it's not the power of the government to do that. The power belongs to the people. The power belongs to the parents to make sure their children are safe from the harms that could be social media. So there you go. I disagree with something that a very popular Republican wants to do. All right, let's talk about Social Security and why we need to abolish it. Now, oh my God, I'm not saying that anybody who's on Social Security needs to have their benefits stripped away, and I'm not saying that anybody who's paid into Social Security needs to not get what they have put paid into because I'm part of that person. I'm 33 years old. I've been paid into Social Security ever since I was 16. I want what I was, uh, what I want what I paid into. But people need to, you need to understand, Social Security is not what you think it is. The government is not taking your dollar and putting it in a piggy bank somewhere for you to retire. No, your money that is being taken out of Social Security right now is being used to pay people who are currently on Social Security. And when you are on Social Security, you will be funded by people who are paying into the system. It's just a revolving door. It's a revolving door. And I found this tweet. Somebody replied to me. And this gentleman, Peter, said, incorrect. The money you paid went right out the door. There are very little assets in Social Security. Government has an IOU to government. All you have is a shakedown on the young because you got shook down. That's true. It is absolutely true. So again, I'm not saying that I want to see people stripped away with their benefits. I want people who paid into the system to get what they want. Actually, with interest. I want people who paid into the system to get back what they paid into with interest. But stop thinking that Social Security is your money. It's not your money. It stopped becoming your money when the government took it from you. 
It stopped becoming your money when the government took it from you without your consent, without your consent, to choose to do whatever they want with it. It stopped becoming your money. There are so, I'm not sure exactly what the solution is to abolishing Social Security. It's got to be done, it's got to be slow and gradual. It's got to be rolled back so nobody is negatively impacted. So the people on Social Security still have their benefits so the people who've paid into the system can still get it and get what they paid for. But it's got to go away eventually. It's got to go away. And there are so many more things that we can do to uh, retire easier, faster, and richer. I guarantee you that if you're financially savvy just by a little bit and you manage your own retirement, you could retire earlier, you could retire richer than anything the government could do on Social Security for you. And the last thing about Social Security and why we need to abolish it is so simple. Dependency kills empowerment. Dependency kills empowerment. I've said it before, and I'll say it many times again. Dependency kills empowerment. When we are reliant on government for our retirement, we are dependent on the government. So therefore, we do not have the power. So that alone is why we need to abolish Social Security. And just like with uh, Senator Hawley's bill. If it's government's decision to ban 16-year-olds from going on social media, that means government is in power, right? If it's government that's given us our retirement and taken our money out of our paychecks without our consent, government is in power. You see the things that we've got to do in order to transfer power back to the people? And, and these are the things that the Republicans don't want to do. I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not afraid to say to abolish Social Security, it needs to happen. But you've got all the cowardly Republicans out there that are just, oh, no, I don't want to abolish Social Security. When Biden accused them of uh, wanting to abolish Social Security during the State of the Union, there was an uproar and uproar and people calling them liars and stuff like that. Grow a spine, Republicans. Grow a spine. Abolish it. It needs to happen. And the people need to understand that it needs to happen gradually and slowly so nobody is negatively impacted. <sighs> all right, we're going to move on to um, corruption in our healthcare system. So we all know that, or we all should know at this point, that the healthcare system in America is extremely, extremely corrupt. Um, not, it's corrupt in the way that uh, everything that's on our grocery store still shelves is essentially poison, and the FDA doesn't regulate that it, it, on purpose so we can get sick, so the insurance companies can get rich off of us. Take a look at this comic here. A patient cured is a customer loss. First day of med school. Obviously, that's a comic. It's a, it's a joke. But it's essentially true. I'm going to share with you something pretty, a little personal. My wife is going to this thing called a functional medicine doctor. All right? With the, with the, with the goal of getting off of a prescription medicine. And guess what? This, this is a person. The, function, the doctor is a person who went to med school, who is a medical professional, but practices medicine in a way to cure diseases, not treat the symptoms. And guess what? He, this doctor, his practice, his business is not covered by insurance. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? It's the insurance companies that want to keep us sick so they can continue profiting off of us. And what's the best way to keep us sick? Is keep feeding us unhealthy stuff. Go drink that soda, that, that uh, zero sugar soda or whatever like that. Go put those gummy bears in your, in your mouth. Yeah, in those donuts for breakfast. Give me a break. They want us sick so we can stay sick so they can profit off of us. So let's go back to the whole... Uh, uh, Medicare for all thing. Ryan Knight, um, at Proud Socialist. <laughs> Socialism, okay. If you're wondering why several countries ban certain foods, it's because there are 3,000 untested chemicals that appear in our food. Yes, our own government is allowing these big corporations to put untested chemicals in our food, and it's not even the top story on the news. Uh, wake up, America. Your food is banned in 30 countries. Yeah, 
Again, it's they want us sick so they can profit off of us. So the socialists would say, uh, we need Medicare for all. But I'm like, uh, that's not going to solve anything. We need to address the root of the problem, which is corruption. We need to address the corruption problem. Then we can have an honest conversation if we need Medicare for or not. Because transitioning to Medicare for all, there's still going to be corruption. There's still going to be the big pharma and the insurance companies and everybody profiting off the sick people, right? If you haven't heard of it before, if you get a bill from uh, the hospital and you're on an insurance program, it's probably an exorbitant fee. And then the insurance companies are like, oh, well, your copay is, uh, what, 10% of that bill? But if you were paying cash and say you're not on an insurance program, the hospital would be like, oh, your payment is way, 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 way less and smaller. It's, it's, a, it's a racket. It's an extortion racket. All right. It's so corrupt. It is, it is unfortunately corrupt because there's so much potential that we can do to the Ameri for the American people if we got rid of that corruption. But it is, yeah. So that's what we need to focus on. The people, the right and the left, the independents, the libertarians. We need to unite about the corruption. Undo that corruption. Once we undo that corruption, then we can have conversations if Medicare for all is the right answer or if a true free market principles are the right answer. But we can't have those conversations until we address the corruption and get rid of the corruption first. Right? Does that make sense? We need to unite and undo the corruption and take our power back from the few that have taken our power. All right. A couple more things to say. So ballot harvesting. Who boy. So apparently Trump, you, you know the guy Trump, Donald Trump, he's running for, you might have heard of him before. He's also running for president in 2024. He says that we need to master ballot harvesting. So... If you don't know what ballot harvesting is, basically, um, before elections are, many states do, or I don't know if all states, maybe all states do uh, mail-in ballots. So you're going to get your ballot in the mail. And then what a lot of people do, or the political operatives do, is they go door-to-door to door and literally collect ballots. Obviously, they get the person to fill in the bubble and sign on the envelope so the ballot is legal, so it's a legal vote. But that's what happens. And unfortunately... This is what the Democrats have done to our country. It is unfortunate. That's what they have done. They used COVID as an excuse to usher in universal mail-in ballots, especially here in California. It's permanent now, universal mail-in ballots. So now all they got to do is go. It's not a battle of ideas anymore. It's a battle on who has the most resources and who can collect the most ballots. That's the party that's going to win. That's the politician that's going to win. It has nothing to do with ideas anymore. You can have the best ideas. You can be, have the most popular ideas. But if your opponent has more resources, more funding from a corporation or a PAC or something like that and can send out their people to go collect the ballots, that person is going to win the election. And it, that is exactly what's happening. That is what's happening throughout our country. And it's time we realize that. It's time we wake up and realize that. So that's why we need things like uh, strong voter ID laws, voting in person only and cleaning the voting rolls. That, once we see things like that, we, that's what we need to strive to or else we're going to continue having these elections based off of who's got the most money and who's got the most resources. That's not free and fair elections. The way that's happening now, I would say universal mail-in ballots are a threat to our democracy. Mm, there, they said it, yeah. Yeah, Democrats, universal mail-in ballots are a threat to democracy. How do you like that one? How do you like them apples? Hmm. All right, we're going to... Close it down here with uh, local San Diego politics and uh, what Sandag is trying to do. Oh, this is so disgusting. Sandag, San Diego Association of Governments, 
is wants to tax the people for every single mile we drive. Watch Escondido Mayor Dane White address this issue to KUSI. Watch. It's interesting, you know, during the campaign, it was called a, uh, a tax, and now it's changed to a fee, to a charge, and I think they're doing that to deceive the residents. Quite frankly, I think Sandak thinks that we're stupid. Uh, they want to take our money. They want to spend it on public transit, which most of us don't use. They want to force us out of our vehicles into public transit, which just doesn't work for most of the residents of the city of Escondido. We're comfortable in our cars, and we don't mind paying for our roads, but we already have, and that's what that's what they need to understand is we've already paid for it, and we don't want to pay any more. Yeah, there's nothing more to it than that. We already have the money. They already took the money from us to pay to fund the roads, but they didn't use that money to, to maintain the roads. They're using that money to build public transportation, and now Sandeg is going to say, oh, we need to $160 billion for to, to maintain more roads, and in order to get that $160 billion, part of that is going to come from a mileage tax. But we know that they're deceptive. We know that they're lying. We know that there's corruption because they're just going to use that money to build more public transportation. They want to make it difficult to drive. They want to make it painful to drive. They want to make it to where you are choosing public transportation over your own car, over your own personal freedom. Because gas taxes are so, gas is so expensive through gas taxes and regulations. Because there's a mileage tax, because there's this tax, that regulation, that fee, car registration fees, licensing fees, you name it. They want to make, they want to force us to public transportation so we can be controlled. Remember, dependency kills empowerment. And if we are dependent on government to just get to work, you think we have the power? Absolutely not. Everything that they're doing, the Democrats and many, many Republicans, are so they can take our power. And that is my plea to humanity. Dependency kills empowerment, and we need to transfer power back to the people in ways that we have never, ever tried to transfer power back to the people before. Close it out. This is funny. This is, this should be parody. This should be parody, but it's not parody. At GOP, they need to change their Twitter account to a parody account. We need a smaller government, says the GOP. And what has the GOP done to make government smaller? It's a question for you. What has the GOP done to make government smaller? I believe the answer is nothing. Maybe the opposite has happened under the GOP's watch. Uh, Patriot Act, anybody? Hmm? War, war, industrial war complex, hello? Hmm? Ring it any bells? What has the GOP done to make government smaller? So that's another plea to humanity is for the GOP <laughs> to change their Twitter account to a parody account because they are a parody account. They are a parody of a party just like the Democratic Party is. And I'll leave it at that. Thank you for watching episode eight of A Plea to Humanity. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you liked it. If you did like it, give this video a like, share this podcast with a friend or family member, and I'll see you next time.